Hello everyone and welcome to Scarred Land Sins of Shelzar Season 2 Episode 5 as we continue Dead Man's Rust. When last we met our adventurers uh, were making their way through the Broadreach Horizon. They had uh, stopped off in the city of Equius, the horse clan village, um, where Oland met a lovely uh, Broadreach dwarf uh, blacksmith and uh, started hanging out. Uh, there was some supplies acquired and uh, some discussion about uh, issues involving the Howl Legionnaires in the region. And as you were getting ready to uh, continue escorting Dradaki Bronzeleaf, the Dwarven Bard, uh, to, to Freehome to uh, return to his ancestral home, uh, you were approached by Iolocles, a member of the Hall Legion who had a quest for you. Uh, you agreed to take on this sort of side quest to help uh, find some missing legionnaires, and uh, Dradaki seemed almost eager to take that job on, uh, surprisingly, uh, as up to this point, uh, he seemed very intent on getting back to Freehome quickly, uh, but now seems to not mind meandering halfway across the Broadreach Horizon. Um, at the end of the session, you all had made it through your first day of travel on your way to the Reed Clan village where these legionnaires were last known to be, and or at least were known to be headed toward. And as you prepared to rest, Iolocles uh, noted a patch of rust appearing uh, on his wrist. Does that sound uh, like that brings us up to speed? And did I miss anything terribly important? I think mm -hmm. that's it. Beautiful. Uh, I just want to take this uh, moment to um, remind everybody that uh, the game that we are running through the Chronicle uh, Dead Man's Rust is available on Backerkit. I'm going to throw that link up in our chat. Uh, and we're going to dive right back into the story. So um, you had rested. Uh, you're getting ready to continue on your way, uh, making your way toward the Reed Clan Village. And if I recall correctly, you were sticking to sort of the migration trails of some of the hunter clans. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. We, we decided if they'd gone around an area, there was probably a good reason. Some trial and error we didn't want to repeat, I think. That's fair. Um, uh, are there any specific special activities or actions uh, that you would like to uh, partake in as you're traveling? This this path is pretty well um, <coughs> established, if not necessarily well patrolled. It's not currently mig the, the time of year that the migration is taking place. So you're not going to have to worry about running into any of the uh, Broadreach Elves necessarily uh, that would be traveling. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're, you know, you might not want to take some precautions as you're traveling. Uh, also, you will be making your way past a pair of villages uh, as you travel. Um, so you can stop off at those villages if you so choose. That is entirely up to you. The villages that you'll be passing, give me a half a second and I'll be able to let you know. Uh, 
And it's just come to my attention that I have a couple people backwards in the thing. So let me fix that real quick. There, that's better. I've teleported everyone to their appropriate home. Um, just bringing up a little map action here that blacked out half the group. All right, so as you're traveling through, if you stick directly to the path, uh, between Equius and the Reed Clan Village, uh, you will pass the Frog Clan Village, the Raven Clan Village, and the Apple Clan Village. Now, you're welcome to uh, stop in at those various places or go around them. The migration paths don't uh, necessarily go straight up to the villages, though the Hunter clans do trade with the other clans. Uh, they don't necessarily always do so as a matter of course, and they do maintain like a separate, like actual migration path. Uh, so they do have to kind of go off the beaten path, as it were, to get to the villages. Um, what would you? What would your preference be? Do you want to stop at the first village as you're approaching the uh, um, frog clan? What is it called? Frog Clan? Yep, and that would be probably at about midway through your second day of travel. Would be when you'd be passing them. How uh, far out of the way would it be? Uh, probably about an hour uh, to get to them, and then an hour again to get back onto the main trail. Um, I look pleases preference would likely be to push forward yeah i don't know any reason we'd want to stop yeah mm -hmm. all right is uh who's taking point as you're traveling through the through these woods who's going to be sort of serving as the navigator and who's going to be sort of serving uh if anyone uh, to keep an eye on the wildlife around you oh uh i think that would be Ithrin's job all right why don't you go ahead and give me just a survival and are you traveling at a uh, normal pace? Are you trying to like do a forced march? Or are you traveling at a leisurely pace as you move through? Uh, I feel like we decided on like a, just a normal pace. Like there's no reason to rush. Okay. Um, and I got a 12. Okay. Um, the first uh, day on the road, you do see a lot of uh, game animals. Um, it's almost... as if this area doesn't really show much sign that it ever was tainted. Um, the beasts that you're seeing moving about are kind of what you would expect in a healthy forest. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, you're seeing, um, you don't see any signs of any wildlife that are mutated or, or appear to have any sort of titanic corruption. Things t seem to be relatively peaceful here, um, somewhat calm. Uh, you stop for the first night and bed down, uh, unless there's anything anyone else wants to do on that first day of travel, or the, I guess second day of travel. Um, as you bed down for the night, Alicles, you notice um, a sensation that's new to you, or at least new to you since becoming a Hallow Legionnaire. 
um, you start to feel an itch on the back of your neck. Uh, about midway through the night while everyone's sleeping. And as you just scratch... Just reach back and... That's, I don't know. You feel almost something like, like, like a flaky, like a dry skin sensation. Um, and as you pull away, there's like little bits of, little flecks of rust on your fingertips. That's not good. Um, I, I don't know how long I've really been, but is this, I mean, Iolocles himself wouldn't, wouldn't know what, what this, is this, is this seem like anything that maybe he's heard talk about before he left or would have heard, um, anybody in the church speak of during some of like Kurt, some of his studies in with with the with the church or the priests or anything anything like that that um, a, a curse he's heard of or anything maybe go ahead and give me a history or a religion whichever you feel is most appropriate let's do history 10 okay you're aware that um there was a titan uh a titan spawn creature used during the divine war called a rust monster uh, some of them still do wander uh, scarn from time to time and they have a strike like they, their strike has sort of like a um, corrosive element to it uh, that can cause metallic objects to rust you know that um, in the divine war uh, there, the initial confrontation um, where the Hollow Knights, who are the the sort of chosen of Corian, the ones who created the Hollow Legionnaires, the first time they fought the Rust Monsters, they didn't know for sure uh, whether or not they would be protected from, from that uh, sting. But when they were attacked, it seemed that Corian's blessing was sufficient to keep them from being affected. Uh, you also do know that there are some uh, some of the War Mages um, practice a spell called corrode metal mm -hmm. uh, that again does a similar thing and do, does work on like constructs uh, but as far as you know um, it's never worked on either hollow knights or hollow legionaries so as far as i know anything that could do this to anybody is something that i'm either immune to because of what i am or protected from because of who i'm blessed by right Nothing Great. Nothing tracks. Nothing makes a whole lot of sense. That's comforting. I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> um, I think Ilocles with this, he, um, he would uh, probably just kind of uh, go ahead and douse the camp, what's left of the campfire most likely. Um, and just so that everything was, was dark and because uh, he doesn't have dark vision. And just kind of find, sit in the middle of whatever clearing, kind of clearing area we're in, and just kind of spend some time meditating on the constellations. All right. Cool. And see if maybe Corian will be helpful. Doesn't seem to be anything uh, that leaps out at you in that first night of contemplation, but you know that uh, the divine answer is at its own, at its own time. That's not enough to shake your faith or anything. However... As the sun uh, crests over the horizon the next morning and you all wake up, 
Uh, Ayala, please. I need you to reduce your uh, maximum hit points by one, please. Yay. No. <laughs> we've we've only gone through we've gone through two thirds of of uh my extras from what i am <laughs> um, or sorry through one third um they'll they'll wake up to um probably the smell of smell of smoke and kind of the sound of the crackling fire because I know that we don't, we don't, but that like normal, like, like not us people seem to enjoy the fire thing. And I kind of vaguely remember it. Um, so when it gets close to time for everybody to wake up, I'll rebuild the fire, especially since I put it out the night before. Okay. And um, if there's any like shared resources or anything for breakfast, I'll go ahead and like um, start preparing some of it. It'll be very much like a soldier's breakfast, like, like spamming a can on a fire kind of deal. Cause <laughs> I don't know how to use cooking utensils, but I know they like their food hot most of the time. So that's fair. Um, go ahead and give me just like a straight up intelligence check if you don't mind as as you're making the breakfast. Oh, sixteen. Yeah, you do a pretty darn good job with the soldier's breakfast. Um, uh, everyone uh, is able to enjoy a nice fine meal and have a full belly. Is there anything else that you'd like to do before you break camp and head out on the road? Not from my end. All right. Sweet. Uh, you head out. Uh, the next couple of days of travel are more of the same. Um, things are relatively smooth. Uh, the one troubling incident that you experience the night before uh, you're due to arrive at um, the Clan Reed Village, um, or I should say that morning, um, you and you probably see this as it's happening, Alicles. Again, since you don't sleep, um, Haiku would be seeing it as well, but Haiku's probably not. Uh, probably just like trying his best to ignore it. Um, you see, like blood starting to pool. Um, not so much pool as condense on like everything the grass the ground uh people sleeping oh kind of like the night dew but red right <laughs> yeah um it's and so fine it's fine as you all wake up that last morning you have a, a slight film of blood over yourselves and your belongings oh that's lovely um not me because i was sleeping in my caravan probably Ithrin too was sleeping <laughs> in the caravan of but course my... i'm playing a character without prestidigitation <laughs> <sighs> i look at uh no and i go hmm gross <laughs> mop it up <laughs> you look over like you, you look over and say mm, gross and then you as you look back at your tent you see your tents just sort of covered in it uh, no. <laughs> um how does it <laughs> how does it interact with me um i mean it sits you know it sits on you but you also notice though uh relatively like as soon as you start moving effectively um it sort of starts to like evaporate a bit 
Um, and in fact, about five minutes after the sun is, is over the horizon, uh, it starts evaporating off of uh, even cloth, even things that would normally be absorbent um, seem to be uh, just not um, holding on to this. Just like, like, like a morning dew. Just happens that's, to be blood. That's gonna. That's gonna be a lot more inconvenient under the canopy. And the, you, the can sun also, doesn't reach. you can also reduce your uh, uh, maximum hit points by two more. Me, me, oh, fun. Um. Are the wrist parts on Elalocles visible to everyone? Um, the one on the wrist is. The one on the back of the neck, only if he's got his helmet off, um, as I, is the new one that's on his cheek. I think the I think the wrist one we ended up wrapping, right? Right. Yeah. Um, oh, the one on my cheek now? Um, I wouldn't have my helmet on in the morning. I wouldn't put it on until we started marching down the road. Yeah, so you can see like a piece of... The like the 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 spirit flesh of his cheek has a rust patch on it. Like, there's no metal even there. Uh, could I make a roll to sort of uh, pick up on what's going on? Um, sure. Uh, what would you like to rely help, on? Because I also like to roll. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with nature. Just like, oh, has has that guy been infected with like rust virus? <laughs> sure, go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and give me a nature roll. Oh, uh, 19. Um, it is spreading um, almost like you would expect like an ivy or oak rash to spread, but as near as you can tell, it's, it's oxidized metal. Uh, especially since you have a, a a literal blacksmith helping you point that out, yeah, like it's it looks for all the world to you like rusted metal. All right, are you all feeling okay? A couple of nights ago, um, and I'll point the one in the back of my neck. This one appeared. It made me want to scratch it. It was strange. Um, I've not noticed this one. I don't, I don't understand what it is. Hmm. Is it getting worse or spreading? Spreading, yes. I don't I don't know what it is or what it's doing to me uh, there's there's things that can do this but my people have always been immune from them and uh, I'm a holy warrior of Corian. he's if I wasn't already he's shielded me from any sort of diseases so I don't it makes this very confusing mm. I don't like it Could I try with a medicine roll to figure out how to treat him? Uh, sure. 
Um, I'll go ahead and give you advantage on that because you got so well on your nature check. Oh, neat. Oh, that's good because I rolled a three. Beautiful. Oh, and then a two. Awesome. Oh. Yeah, you have the foggiest <laughs> not, idea. Not like awesome. <laughs> Your first thought would be like some sort of ointment or a poultice, but he doesn't mm -hmm. actually have skin. So that, <laughs> that kind of goes out. The, uh, his skin is kind of ephemeral spiritual material. Um, yeah, best... so I'm probably like, uh, I guess wear a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, look, I think once we find my my lost brothers, I should go back to the Gleaming City and find someone a bit more trained specifically in mm -hmm. us to look at this. We have we have strong priests and skilled healers. Let me know if I can be of assistance. And for now, let's just find 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 who we're find who we're going for before this gets worse again. And with that, you uh, make your way on onto the road, make your way over to the Reed Clan village. You get uh, to the outskirts of the village about an hour before sunset. And uh, do I have to roll for exhaustion? Are you still drag? Yeah, you're still dragging the thing through the woods. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, give me that uh, that Constitution save, please, or Strength save. I'm sorry. Uh, my con save is 22. Oh, you're good to go then. Strength save? Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a strength save as well. Eight. All right. So you're not suffering from exhaustion per se, but um, you're... Definitely getting, like, actual, like, just getting tired of dragging this shit around. Um, it's getting to be a bit much. Sure. Um, I look at Ithrin like, why did none of you tell me that this was going to be difficult? And I know they did. <laughs> I know they tried. And Ithrin's like, it's outdoors. City living is difficult. I, I mean, look so. at all the food that's just growing out of the ground for free. Like who says, yeah, and there's like, you know, all these nice even roads to ro roll over. And with that, you pull up, and as you're as you're pulling up to the um, outskirts of the town, like the the passage into the town, you see a campfire. And sitting around the campfire, uh, as you approach, you see there are three Hollow Legionnaires. Uh, you recognize uh, at least one of them, Iolocles, as Sergeant Telk, who was in charge of the Legionnaires who were sent um, out in the first place. He sort of rises oh. to his feet as you walk up. 
Um, yeah, I'll run up to him as soon as I see him. Uh, Sergeant. Hello, please. How are you? Better today. Now, um, I was sent to find you and yours. Oh, um, that makes Wait. Did the others not report back? No. We've heard nothing. Hmm. That's disturbing. Um, we thought all of you would, were were lost. The um, we hired mercenaries to bring me in so the elves wouldn't. That's probably smart. Uh, no, well, now I'm concerned about the about the rest of the squad. I we did come here uh, as discussed, and things did not quite go according to plan, I guess you might say. Um, there's some opposition to our presence here, but... From who? One of the village elders. Um, they're... The Reed clan organized themselves in a matriarchal structure, and the current clan mother uh, is interested in having some peace talks and perhaps some, some you know, setting up some trade between uh, us and the Gleaming Valley, or between them and themselves and the Gleaming Valley, but um, there's a political rival, I guess you might say, of hers uh, by the name of Pientos, who doesn't seem to like us much at all. Um, they, uh, have really, they're why we're staying out here. Um, we had a bit of a faux pas, um, on our first meeting and it, it just, it didn't go well. Um, so Mother Letha suggested that maybe we should set up camp outside of town while she worked to smooth things over with, uh, with Pientos. Um, they... Apparently, there's been some previous uh, history that we were unaware of here with uh, Reed Clan specifically and Outsiders. Um, sort of getting in the way of them tending this region. They're trying to uh, foster a bit more irrigation and, and um, sort of create, build a larger marsh here. If you look out uh, to the north, you can see there's some marshland. Um, their village itself is actually pretty astonishing. All the huts are built on uh, on stilts to sort of allow this level of surface water everywhere. Um, they're trying to build that up and they're trying to rebreed some of the species that came close to extinction in the Divine War. Uh, apparently, another group of outsiders, though I couldn't get many details on whom, um, caused uh, several of those, uh, I guess, 
specimens that they had ready for um, their breeding program to be endangered and it sounded like a few of them even died. Um, so they're a little gun shy about working with others, which again makes sense. Um, but I was not aware of, of, of some of those things. We didn't, uh, one thing I would like to speak to the higher ups about when we get back is methods of maybe gathering some more advanced intelligence before we come out. I don't know how we would go about it. You know, we're trying to meet with people. It's very difficult to, much easier to just go fight. <laughs> he shakes his head. It's good to know what the enemy is. Makes things simple, clear. Um, how many, how many men are missing then that you expected to have reported in? Well, I sent five back to, uh, Equius. So I have no idea why they wouldn't have. Did um, they follow the, the, the trail, the path? Or did they, well, did they try to cut through? They were working on I guess something of a assignment in the name of uh, I asked them to make a pit stop on the way in the hopes that it might help smooth relations. There are some there are some communication that needs to open up between Reed Clan and the Bear Clan, and I asked our scouts to stop in the Bear Clan village and deliver a message. Again, in the hopes that that might smooth relations here with the Reed Clan. Um, but my understanding is they were going to travel as the crow flies. Uh, and that would have put them on the way to Equius. The Bear Clan village is right between here and there. And he pulls out a map that he has and rolls it out and says, Now if they did in fact go straight forward, uh, they would have stayed north of the Crimson Temple. They may have run into some difficulties in or near the Ghost Glade, I suppose, but I would think they would have had the sense to go around it. Well, they never showed up. We took the migration trails here and never passed them. Um, what communication were you trying to get to the Bear Clan? Was it was it a, a carrier? Was it a courier package or, or or an actual message? Well. We can, we can maybe we can we can carry it if we're gonna we're gonna go there looking anyway. Maybe we can if in case something happened we can we can still complete the mission. The uh, yes the bear clan 
are supposed to have access to a particular root that grows near their village. That root is said to, if ground up into uh, uh, someone's food, is said to increase their virility. The Reed clan wants to get a hold of this to give to the animals. Let me let me speak with the ones who came with me. Certainly. Are you wounded? I don't I don't know. And I'll I'll kind of pull the wrapping on my wrist a little bit and say there's a couple it's started on my armor, but now it's my skin. I don't I don't know what's going on. He takes your hand in his hand and like rubs his thumb over the uh, rash. And... Mm-mm. I just kind of wince and push his hand back a little bit. Oh, it's painful? It is. Hmm. Uh, and he places a hand over the top of it and you see like a the glow from his hand increase as he whispers a prayer. Um takes his hand away and says, that's odd. Down whispers another prayer. Yeah, I just be like, yeah, I've, I've done that. Okay. I've used a few different kinds of healing. I've cast restorations, I've cast healing, I've... Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't go away. Hmm. Well, perhaps the elves here might know something. Uh, I wouldn't do me much good to ask them, um, as, like I said, I'm kind of on the outs. Uh, I don't know if perhaps your friends might be willing to go in and uh, negotiate uh, on, maybe they may be able to help, Uh, maybe they can smooth over some of this uh, difficulty. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure if we have the root, then it won't be a problem. That's fair. Um, well, uh, if you'd like, you can certainly rest here, restock supplies. I heard uh, as you were approaching, uh, you discussing carrying a bit too much, you're welcome to, we, we will happily stand guard over whatever you have while you run over there. I mean, it's a journey. The iron bread is attached to their forge. Literally for most of the day. Elk starts looking you up and down. I look at him like, what you looking at? Like, I don't say anything though, just like, Um. Uh, I'll uh, I'll head back to the group of them, and and kind of um explain the conversation. I'll cast exposition at like third or fourth level. Sure. And um, and kind of and propose that you know we turn and you know we that this is only three of the eight. Um, the other five are, are actually missing um, and explain the situation and that, you know, they need some, some, 
some blue root to get their animals going, little little blue roots. And uh um yeah. Carlung says, uh I know we're loath to split up, but um perhaps myself and Haiku and Charlie can stay behind here, smooth some relations over, see if there's anything we can do on that. And while you make your way to the for to the bear clan, just stay in in the safe paths. We can do that. Um, Holland. Yes. Um, Sergeant has offered to keep guard over your forge materials if you maybe want to not drag them anymore for a bit? I think that's actually a good idea this time. I am getting pretty tired of dragging it over tree root and tree root and rock. And I, I think it's only going to get worse because <laughs> they didn't take the migration paths when they were on their way back to Equestria. Equ 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 Oh, that's... that's a pony thing. It's a pony thing, not an iron bread thing. Um... I, I'm up for a trip to Equestria with these PCs. That that would oh, be a hoot. That would be pretty funny. One day, but not today. Equius is the name you're looking. We're for. gonna Equius. We're gonna have a crossover one shot at some point now. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Um. Equius. Yeah, um, they didn't. They didn't take the migration pass. They they cut through to to be able to pass through the bear clan's territory. Okay, so, fine. We're essentially doing a drug run. Um. Yes. Okay, let's go. Also, still looking for five missing soldiers. The, the 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 drug run the drug run is secondary for for me but um probably not for the sergeant Dylan says we can speak with these people and hopefully smooth some relations make it make things as easy for you as they can be when you return i'm sure they probably need a few things that we can help with maybe i can give them some tattoos thanks money all right. I see you. <laughs> uh, you all gather your supplies and head out, or are you going to take a night's rest out there on the camp outside of town? What time of day is it? That's probably like early, like late afternoon, early evening when you arrive. Do we want to go ahead and get some 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 miles under underfoot? Yeah. I think we can go. Just the three of us and no forge. We should be able to move a little bit quicker. Yeah. I feel like I'm limbering up already. Like, let's go. <laughs> All right, you start hauling butt uh, back out into the woods. Um, so heading out in the, uh, I guess first off, do you want to try to make any attempt at actually tracking, uh, like trying to see if you can actually catch the trail of these legionnaires? I'm not, it's not a skill. I mean, it's something that I would definitely suggest, if not try himself, if there was no one skilled in it, but it's definitely not something I'm 
have I have like a basic knowledge, but I'm not. It's not that I'm I'm not a I'm not a scout, so I'm I'm not a tracker. So if somebody else is better, um, then yes. Yeah, Ethan will help us as much as she can. Go and give me a survival check, Ethan, if you don't mind. Could my assistants get an advantage, even though I'm not really proficient at it? Oh, yeah, that's fine. You you'd be able to tell uh, Ithrin like ways they move. Did oh, you I use don't... crit? I don't think. Yes, Ithrin I got a twenty. I look like, like starts to offer, and Ithrin, and, uh, and then I'm like, I look like starts to offer, and then very quickly realizes that Ithrin is so far above anything he could offer help on. He's like, uh, uh, nope. <laughs> uh, the... uh, total of 27 beautiful oh yeah um, so you've been traveling um though you have a hollow legionnaire that you know that you that you've been very close with in the past you've never traveled through uh like a forested area with a hollow legionnaire until now and just over the last couple of days of travel you've noticed just the little things that someone who doesn't have a traditionally living body might disregard as they're moving through a forest right the little branches and shit that you bump into the little things that you just can't that that, that a holly genere will just sort of plod through unthinkingly uh if they don't really take the time to try to move quietly um and you key into that pretty quickly and can pretty well like oh they went this way i'm pretty sure either yeah. they did or a bunch of you know drunk orcs stumbled this um, you know, and if, uh, if they were drunk orcs, we would have heard their drinking songs. Right, exactly. Um, so it's it's not hard to sort of uh, pick up and start following that trail. Um, how long into that day, that first night are you going to travel? Um, I mean, Ithrin would suggest uh, once we start losing the natural light to make camp because she doesn't want to risk missing a, a, a clue or anything. Okay. Uh, you get down in, because of the way the Broadreach Horizon sort of moves as you're following this trail, um, there's about a half hour before sunset, there is a strict demarcation it's almost like night and day as you step forward into a region of the forest where all of the trees seem to have darker leaves with like a reddish hue to them. the bark itself looks closer to scabs on living creatures than it does uh plant matter like scabs on animal creatures um the dirt itself you notice if you step on an area that's particularly soft as you draw your foot up you see like a little bit of red liquid puddle up from beneath and it becomes clear to you that you have left the confines of the broad reach horizon and are now officially in the hornsaw forest what's the forest called the hornsaw forest hornsaw also colloquially yeah. known among the people of Skarn as the Forest of Blood. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I don't like it here. I, I will. 
relay that to the rest of the group? I'm uh, from so they call it the gleaming city. It's it's as <laughs> far from this. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, are there, is there anything especially salient that I would know about the Forest of Blood? Uh, <laughs> why don't you give me a history or religion, whichever you prefer? Yeah, I'm bad at both. Let's go with history. 13. Okay, so here are the salient facts you know about the Forest of Blood. Um, at the end, near the end of the Divine War, um, the the Broadreach Forest uh, was sort of Mormo's favorite place during the Divine War. Um, she uh, recruited a lot of followers among uh, Asathi who were native to the Broadreach, um, as well as several hags. From that region. Uh, that's also where she created the Gorgons, the high and low Gorgons, were in the uh, were created from people who hailed originally from the Broadreach. You also know this was where her last stand took place, um, when her son Vangel the Ravager uh, tore her body to shreds in the middle of the Hornsaw Forest. Um, the viscera and ichor and gore of her disembowelment and decapitation uh, spread throughout the entirety of the forest, seeping into the very soil uh, and uh, twisting all of the native wildlife um, into what you see now. Uh, the Broadreach Horizon was home to one of the most beautiful creatures that ever lived on Gelspad, the, the unicorn, um, which was mutated into the monstrosity now known commonly as the Hornsaw Unicorn. Uh, sort of a sickly, overmuscular horse with a massive serrated horn. Um, you know that nowhere else on Skarn has more people who worship Mormo than the Hornsaw Forest. You know that some of the protectors of the Hornsaw Forest became mad with corruption when um, Mormo was killed and banded together to form a group that referred to themselves as the Hornsaw Sentinels, uh, a group of twisted rangers and druids who believe that this is the way the forest truly should be and uh, enforce that with homicidal fervor, assaulting anyone who t attempts to purify or cleanse the forest. Okay. Um, and you know that the Broadreach Elves uh, sort of entered into this spiritual communion with the forest shortly after Mormo's death, uh, and after 150 years of... Uh, basically as a people working one giant spiritual ritual on the other side managed to cleanse exactly the Broadreach horizon. That's all. About a fourth, maybe a third, well, a fourth or, or maybe, you know, a little under a fourth of the landmass along the top. Mm -hmm. That is what you know about the Broadreach or about the Hornsaw Forest. 
Okay, that's that's exciting. Um, yeah, I will. I'll tell my traveling companions uh, that history <clears throat> with a special emphasis. I'm like, oh yeah, and keep your keep an eye out for these crazy druids. They're bad news. Um, you got it. Once we once we make camp. Um, Alicleed is going to sit down and uh, kind of place one hand on the constellation pattern on his armor mm -hmm. um, and kind of and lay his shield out in front of him and kind of place one hand on the symbol of Corian on the front of his shield and he'll spend about 10 minutes um, basically in almost kind of a, a hymn-like prayer to Corian and over the course of it um, some of the glow and essence from him will kind of coalesce around him and in front of him and then eventually take shape. And after 10 minutes, there will be a, uh, a war horse standing there that looks much like, um, much like Iolocles with that kind of, uh, blue, blue glowing shimmer, uh, but with, uh, tack and bridle and all the things ready um, and cast fine steed. Excellent. Uh, the horse does arrive and that remains for how long? Ever. Beautiful. Um, as the horse arrives, it makes itself known and then uh, stands next to you sort of awaiting a command. Um, just give it some scritches. Excellent. What would the rest of you like to do? Uh, and so you're saying it's about a half hour before sunset? Yes. Uh, I suggest retreating out of the forest of blood and making camp uh, in the woods we've already been through. Okay. Is that all right with everyone? Yeah. More uh, than. The sooner I can get out of this, like, pool of blood the better not that i mind blood it's just i don't know where it's coming from this time that's fair um you make your way back to the edge uh but as you're as you're setting up the camp and and Alicles is petting his new steed uh it, you do realize ithran you, as you're thinking about it like there's no way you're going to get through the horn saw in a day even through the, just the section you need to cut through. Um, you're going to wind up spending probably two to three nights in there. Oh, yeah, but I mean, we might as well cut that number down by at least one. <laughs> That's fair. On board um, with that. Beautiful. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, reduce your hit point maximum by one more, if you don't mind there, uh, Alipi. <laughs> Oh, this um, is getting the next sunrise getting, passes. Get, getting to be something. And uh, you see that that spot on your cheek now is almost like like you can like there's a divot. You can reach your finger about to the, you know, about halfway to the knuckle to your face. Oof. 
That doesn't look good. No. <clears throat> um, is there like some sort of, this is the DM question, rust oleum <laughs> before like weapons or something um, that I can just be like, hey, you might want to try this. I don't know if it's going to do anything. Yeah, I would say you have uh, tools for, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you uh, clean, clean off like silver and things like that. The, um, you probably have the chemicals that you would use for that, I would assume, um, for washing blades and things along those lines. So you can mm -hmm. certainly apply it if you want to try. I mean, couldn't hurt more than it's already, right? What do you think? That feels I, like what could be a painful assumption. I don't know. We don't have it's... to do it. I'm just offering. Because um, that looks uh, bad. Have a DM question. Because um, I've done cure wounds, lesser restorations, lay on hands. Um, has any of the, and I've done them on different days and stuff. Have any of those resulted in, in slowing it so that I'm, not worse the next day than I was the day before? Uh, so far, that seems to not have had any appreciable effect whatsoever. Um, you've only cast lesser restoration on this. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we're not. I don't. Corian's not down with me enough for me to have anything bigger yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me just double check so I'm not talking out of my tailpipe here. I mean, um, I could always try and see if I could use my amulet to give you some cryotherapy. You could try that too. Just freeze your face. Yep. I don't know which one of those ideas sounds the least bad for my face. <laughs> Um, let's just, let's just try to be quick about this so I can get back home. <laughs> maybe, um, if it keeps getting worse, maybe we can try some of that on, on my, on my forearm, maybe in a day or two, maybe yeah. not the face as I like <laughs> touch the whole you know that's fair <laughs> all right uh you start making your way back into the forest itself are you riding your horse or are you going to be walking on foot? i will be riding excellent so i'll be i will be on on my steed um, uh, as um go ahead. oh just ithrin is going to be doing her uh usual uh scouting foraging ish Go ahead and give me a um, survival check if you don't mind, uh, Ithrin, while you're doing that. You were going to say something? Iolocles, once we cross into and are actually moving through the Hornsaw Forest, you'll see his posture and his the things he's paying attention to change very quickly. Um, the sword goes from like having a hand hovering near it to persistently out. The shield goes from strung over back to out. Um much more at attention and instead of instead of watching like the flowers and the birds it's very much like head on a constant swivel excellent 
Um, I will take note of that. And as he starts pulling his sword out, I think I just have my hammer like walking with it, <laughs> like Negan from Walking Dead. You know, oh, just, no. <laughs> just ready to swipe. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, a, a reminder, uh, Travis, my sword. I'll I'll send it to you. It has some. It does some things. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, uh, 19. Okay. I shot it to you in the chat. Excellent. I feel like that might be important in the near future. That is going to be handy. <laughs> so as you're moving through... You get about an hour into the woods themselves when uh, you start to get, you all start to get that slight, that feeling you're being watched. Um, and Ithrin, you smell um, like sweat and like, like just like, Musk mixed with like fresh kill and not so fresh. Something nearby is uh, extremely physically exerted uh, or has recently extremely exerted itself physically and is just from the smell of it probably dripping with an exceptional amount of gore given that you are in the literal forest of blood. Uh, so Ithrin just, her normal assumption is that, uh, this was, uh, someone hunting, like, uh, wolves chasing down a deer or something. Um, either way, uh, hey, everybody, stay alert, because there's probably a predator in the forest. And it smells like it won, but still be hungry. Could have a family to feed. He's kind of oh. tighten, tighten the grip on his reins a little bit. About that time you all hear a flip sound of an arrow being loosed. You're all, none of you are caught unawares. But the arrow sticks into a tree Probably five feet from Ithrin. Uh, all right, I'm immediately going to look for in the direction where the arrow came from. Yeah, immediately turning the horse in that direction. Uh, you see yeah. four elves step out of the woods. Um, these elves are tall, wiry, with twisted grins marring their faces. They're wearing dark green and brown clothing. Uh, most of it appears to be either leather or like stitched from the leaves themselves of the trees. A couple of bracers made of bark. Uh, the tallest of them 
steps forward and says, Welcome to Hornsoft Forest. That was a warning shot, but we're more than happy to fire a few more. What brings you to our home? We are just passing through. Mm, We have no intention of disrespecting you or your land. It just so happens that the place we need to get to is in that direction. As you're speaking, you see four more creatures emerge from the woods, each of them taking a place at the side of one of the elves. Uh, These are Hornsaw unicorns, uh, though they don't appear to be of the size that you've heard. Uh, They look almost like um, maybe ponies or juvenile. I knew it. (laughs) friendship is stabby Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, the one up front says yeah about that Um, we've already had some of your kind passing through and frankly yeah nodding to Ioloquis and frankly uh, we were unimpressed. Or of his kind? Yes. Which way do they go? Deeper inside. When you say you weren't impressed, can you elaborate? We had to caution them as one of them was trying to work some sort of ritual of purification on one of our bits. Why would anyone want to do that? When you cautioned them, I look these twitches a little bit. He says, when, when you cautioned them, did they all leave here alive? <clears throat> yes, we're not. Monster. Well, um, I mean, this is quite clearly your land, and we are just guests, and it is a poor guest who decides to redecorate the house that they've been invited into. No one invited you, and you were intruders. That's fair. Um, but we don't want trouble. We're just really looking for his comrades. So then stick to the paths. Don't good tip. Touch anything. The forest will be watching. Thank you. Alicles is like white knuckling the pommel of his sword. Uh, I say, you know, if you just showed us where they are at, we'll get out of your hair even faster than you can say, get out of my house. I assume you know where they are. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll if you don't mind. 
cool. <laughs> really? Persuasion? Can it be intimidation? <laughs> I mean, oh, no. if you would like to say something threatening instead of like, you know, trying to reason with them, then yeah, you can use intimidation. No, no. 14. Oh, it has happened to me. Who is this? Who yeah, is 14. Yeah. They say, I suppose you're right, but we have pressing matters that aren't helping find lost wanderers that shouldn't have been here in the first place. Can I try to pivot off of what uh, Oland had said? And just say, I I have a map. If you could just a bit of more clarity, we're not he we're here to get them and take them out as well. It's that many fewer people, and just kind of try to press the issue one more time. I'll let you make a persuasion check. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Seventeen. He sighs and walks over. As he walks over, you see he the juvenile hornsaw that's next to him, like almost. If you weren't staring right at him, you you would think that they moved like in sync. You you just are looking at them well enough to know that there's like a split second of delay. Um, but the unicorn step walks along next to him, sort of eyeing your horse as he's walking. Probably up. reminds me of how me and my horse work. Right. <laughs> and you feel something from your steed that shouldn't be happening necessarily, though it's not it's not immediate like emergency alarming, but it is disconcerting, which is uh you feel it tense up. Like it's yeah. scared of this unicorn. I just kind um, of tighten the reins and squeeze a little bit, little little thigh squeeze on the on the on his shoulders, steady him up. He steps forward and, and holds his hands out to signal you to unroll your map. Um, I'm gonna uh, like breathe, like uh, still I'm still holding my sword. I'm just gonna reach down and grab the scroll case that has the map in it, and reach down and hand it to Ithrin. Um, to unroll so that I can keep my sword in my hand. And now that they're closer and um, not like the ones that are in back are still standing almost in such a fashion that like you can tell that they're armed for sure. And you can see that they're holding uh, standard recurve bows. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see that there's something on their hips, but the cloaks are pretty much obscuring it. The one that's walked up to you, you can tell now that uh, the two weapons that are on their uh, sides and scabbards appear to be they're not actually they're not in like a full scabbard they're in like a loop effectively and these appear mm -hmm. to be scimitars that have blades that are made from the horns of these horns eye unicorn Ooh. i try not to show how excited i am that that's a new <laughs> weapon <clears throat> uh he points at the map like almost puts his finger through it and says this is where we are He's like keeping eye contact with it for the whole time. This is where they're going. I'll tell you as I told them, if you want to live, 
you will go around the Crimson Temple. Around the what? The Crimson Temple. It's right here. All right. State of the trails. Don't harm any of the creatures of the forest. And certainly don't try to corrupt them with your divine magics. Turns and whistles as he's turning and his whole group sort of falls back into the woods. Oh, that could have gone a lot worse. That was intense, eh? I mean, I guess we should probably do what they say and I don't, I don't know what ghost man clenching teeth looks like, but that's Iolicles <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's fair. So, uh, is that your plan? Stick to the trails? If... Yeah, there's no reason not to follow, but I want one of those weapons, though. I'll okay, say, so with luck, we'll get a chance to kill a couple of those elves. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. They, Jeez. Uh... They seem touchy. It'll be the f it's probably the first time you've heard Iolicles like over the course of the last week, like come anything anywhere close to aggressive. Mm -hmm. And out of curiosity, how many uh, hit points down is Iolicles at this point? Five. Okay. Want to make sure I'm not losing track. So of, I've, of I've, I have like a plus six because of the adamantine, and I'm down to just a one now. <laughs> nice. Uh, as you're moving along, uh, about an hour in, you come to an area where there's a bit of a babbling brook. Um, it's It doesn't look terribly wide, but you can tell by the force of the, the movement of the surface water that it's got a hell of a current. Um, what would you like to do to try to get across this? Um, how wide is it? Uh, each square on the map is five feet. Uh, consulting Iolocles' map, um, <clears throat> is there a bridge marked on it? No. Uh, this map is not anywhere near that detailed. Okay. You're dealing at, you're dealing at scales of, you know, <clears throat> the, the map covers hundreds of miles. Okay. Um, uh, so Ithrin is going to go down to the bank and just sort of like dip a little paw hand into the water, just, you know, making sure it's not like acidic or anything like that. All right. Uh, you dip a little paw hand into the water. Roll a d6 for me, if you don't mind, Ithrin. Oh, dear. Well, this is why... This is why we decided to test it. Three. Right. Um, no, uh, in fact, it's warm. Um, about 98.6. Oh. oh, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, you pull your hand up, and as you see the, the water dripping like off of 
Ithrin's paw, um, you can see like there's a like as the, as the light goes through it, there's a pink tint to it. Well, I uh, think it's safe to swim, but if you want to spend some time maybe building a raft, I wouldn't object. Um, some um, of the... I don't, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that my horse can, can jump some of, the, some of the thinner, one of the thinner spots, um, but I don't know if the two of you would be able to make the jump. Well, uh, what if we gave you one end of a rope? Sure. Did a very quick rope bridge. That's uh, a good yeah. idea. I can jump across, tie off to a to a tree across a few feet up. Excellent. Uh, yeah, go ahead and um, just give me like a. We'll do an athletics roll for your steed. Um, it shouldn't be difficult for it, but we'll see. We'll see I do have goes. rope on my equipment list. Beautiful. Oh yeah. I rolled not good. Oh no. Um, <laughs> seven. All right. So you uh leap over um and do clear uh the actual banks, which is fine. Um, but. Where you land, uh, the bank sort of crum crumbles under the weight. I'm assuming you're going to be going down about here-ish for this little... Yeah, yeah, right in there. Small area. Uh, the bank yeah. crumbles under the weight. Um, now, please tell me, with that fine steed spell, mm -hmm. once the horse mm -hmm. is summoned, does that make this, the horse uh, natural? No, it's a it's a it's a face spirit. Is it a face spirit? Um, does it have mm -hmm. a flesh form? I believe. Can uh, it can it be check. can it be killed? Is it sub? Uh... It can it can be killed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can I can make something that's targeting it target me instead, but I don't think that does anything for like dumb stuff it does to itself. Um, okay. it gets it gets an unnatural intelligence. Like it gets smarter. Uh, telepathic bond. Um, but yes, it, it, it has the stats of a war horse, but it's, it's a, it's a spirit. Beautiful. Um, so, uh, you notice at, upon landing, it's, um, it has a bit of a clumsy land, like it, some of that earth sort of falls down into the water. Um, and the horse kind of starts to ride itself, and you're you're like whoa, and riding it. Um, I'd like you to make a perception check at disadvantage, and I would like Alan and Ethrin to make a perception check at advantage, please. Eighteen at disadvantage. Excellent. Uh, twelve. Okay. Eighteen. Ithrin, you don't you don't see anything unusual besides the horse uh, having a bit of difficulty with its footing. Iola, please, and uh, Oland, however, to your great horror, uh, notice that as this earth sort of crumbles down 
into the brook, it knocked away what appeared to be the covering to an entrance to a, a den of rodent-like creatures. And you see this swarm of rodent-like creatures start going up the back leg of this horse, and as it does, leaving only bones in its wake. For what it's worth, the horse doesn't seem to respond to this at all. It's as if it's numb and doesn't feel it. Oh, no. Um, yeah, not cool. Uh, I'm going to stab some rats. <laughs> Excellent. Um, That's my boy. Go ahead. I and... pointed out to Idrin. I was like, get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and make your attack check. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. A 19 and a 24 for my two attacks. Excellent. Both will hit. Feel free to uh, apply your damage normally. 15 total. Excellent. Um, and uh, if I hit with the first one and it doesn't seem to do a lot or if it looks like it's going to take several swings then with the second one i might st stack a smite on top of i mean the first hit uh was how much damage uh it was eight and seven so yeah with the first hit you slice through probably about eight of these rats um but there's like 30 probably and they're just moving up and you you have the vantage point that you can see they're literally just eating this the flesh off this thing as, as they're moving upward but shockingly enough the horse doesn't even isn't even flinching like it doesn't feel that it's being bitten uh so if you yeah. want to blow a smite on that second hit you're welcome yeah i will absolutely and that will be an additional uh an additional eight of radiant damage, unless they are fiends or undead, in which case I need to add another d8. No, they are not. Uh, as you bring that down and call upon your divine bond with Corian, you smack the swarm of rats with that second uh, hit, and sure enough, there's a bright flash of light, and the rest of the flesh strippers fall dead to the ground. They're called flesh strippers? Yep, flesh strippers. I'm gonna pull, pull my horse uh, up and out. Uh, who've who I affectionately call stool. Excellent. And um, on on his on his hindquarters where they had where they had done the damage, I'll just uh, put one hand on and use lay on hands and push some healing back into him. Excellent. Um... How much are you spending in the land hands? Uh, I'll start with five and go from there. All right, you see the flesh start to like knit itself back into place as muscle He's... and sinew sort of grow back. He has 19 hit points. I don't know how much damage he took. Uh, probably took about seven. Okay. I'll go ahead and, and take him all the way up to full. Right. Uh, everything grows back. 
as if nothing had happened. The horse doesn't seem to even notice. Um, and then kind of once that's done, I'm going to look to the other side and be like, I don't like it here. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll lead, I'll lead stool around and then right there, kind of where that cluster of trees is, I'll, I'll get back up on stool, um, and sit on him like you're supposed to. Uh, and that also lets me reach higher, uh, and about six feet up off the ground, I'll tie the rope off. Uh, around one of those trees, okay. um, so up that we've got the, about a to the top there, like north yeah, yeah, like yeah, tie it up so that way um, somewhere, some somewhere where anywhere where I can get a, a good tree that's you know five to six feet up so that they can tie off on their side and do the do the shimmy over the water thing. All right, uh, you tie the rope off, no problem. Uh, I'd like both of you to make an athletics check, please, to. Uh, Jimmy along this rope, if you don't mind. Oh, fuck. Can I give 17. them... Does any of my help, or does the rope itself, or me holding the rope, or anything uh, like that, maybe grant advantage? No, that, but it, it allows them to do okay. to, to try it, so you have that going for you. Uh, what did you get on yours, Alan? 13. Alright, and Ithrin? 17. Alright, yeah. Ithrin, you, like tightrope across it like you're a slytherin this might as well be a you know a, a street for you um you just <laughs> zip up it island uh you get across it it's not graceful um like you wind up dunking your legs like to the knee in the in the river about halfway you, across use your tail for balance <laughs> I don't have a prehensile tail. <laughs> you should get one. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, as Alan gets on, uh, the, it's as if the rope doesn't even respond barely to, uh, to Ithrin. She's tiny and, and, and very graceful. But when Alan pulls on that rope, uh, you notice the tree next to you where the rope is tied, like one of the knots like slowly opens and you see like a serpentine eye underneath it and it just oh, looks shit. at you. the tree looks at me yeah i don't like it here <laughs> <laughs> oh god we're breaking your promises to the elves uh let me check no, nothing. Okay. I'll see if there's something I could cover it up with, but I don't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you start making your way, or you're, you're untie the rope, I assume, and, and leave if the tree doesn't bite you, which it does not. It just looks at you and yeah. it's fucking creepy. I'll, I'll untie the rope from our end, or, um, well... No, I guess I'll leave it tied. We can't untie the other side anyway. We might as well leave it up for the way back. Okay. Assuming nobody finds it and cuts it. There. Um, you start heading Big off. Big forest. Um, are you going to take the extra time to move around the area that was marked off as the Crimson Temple? 
Yes. Catherine, do you still have the tracks of the other uh, soldiers? That's a good question. Do I? Yeah. I mean, they're, again, they're not they're not moving um, particularly uh, stealthily. Okay. Um, does it look like they avoided the temple? Uh, yeah, they are going to the north around it. Um, okay. About day two, you notice that there is a um, sign of a struggle, like maybe they had gotten into some sort of a fight, some sort of a scuffle. Mm -hmm. um, but they continued moving on, and their numbers did not diminish. Okay, yeah. Uh, if they go around the temple, then we will also go around the temple. That that makes the decision quite easy. It does. Um, as you are traveling along, you get to your first night's rest. Um, why don't we go ahead and have Alec please give us a d6 roll, please. Oh, no. We'll apologize in advance for this one. Yeah. One. one. Yeah. Awesome. Um, as you are sort of hunkering down for the night, um, I would. Ask if you're taking any additional precautions to secure your camp, anything special you're doing as you're preparing for the Um, nothing, I mean, I guess mostly just like the normal stuff, like um, set up a perimeter, mm -hmm. check for snakes, try to yeah. find a spot that's, you know, slightly less bloody than the uh, surrounding area. We're Probably not lighting campfires at night at this point. Probably not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> um, cold iron rations at this point. Alan, why don't you go ahead and give me a D8 roll? Me? Yeah, you. Couldn't be. Then who? Um. One. Excellent. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and lastly, is that bad? Not necessarily, right? Not necessarily, no. Thank gods. Catherine, why don't you roll a d20 for me? Oh dear. Oh dear is correct. Join the one club. Eight. Okay. As you are settling down for camp, you hear a rustling out in the out in the trees. You all sort of make your way to your weapons. Prepare yourselves for a potential fight. Um, as a deer comes emerging from the tree line. Moving in a pretty good clip. It 
has heavy scar tissue on its left side, or it looks like perhaps something along the lines of maybe even flesh strippers, uh, ripped, like, dissolved off a chunk of its side. Uh, but it does not appear to be in dead. However, you hear heavy footfalls behind it as whatever it's running from starts to make its way toward Shit. What would you like to do? <gasps> Which direction is it coming from? The south. Um, I will jump on stool and kind of turn and position and face the south and get the sword, get my sword at the ready. Excellent. Ithrin, any preparatory actions? Um, looking through. Yeah, uh, she will cast Shalala on her staff. Excellent. I'm going to pull what, up the rules for my take on that. And what about Alland? Any? I will pull out my blade bow. Beautiful. Um, and then let's have <clears throat> Alland and Ithrin, since Alacles is kind of further back than everyone. Let's have each of you roll a d10 and let me know who gets a higher result. Okay. Nine. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What's your dex modifier, Alland? Plus two. What's your dex modifier, Ithrin? It's also plus two. Wisdom modifiers. <laughs> plus seven. <laughs> uh, Plus zero. <laughs> Excellent. Um, as you're, the tree line bursts open and a horn saw that is most certainly not juvenile uh, comes bursting through the tree line in hot pursuit of this uh, deer. Uh, I kind of just don't want to interfere with its hunt. Uh, it seems to be like, like you see it, see Island, and just straight up charge. Um, so let's get an initiative oh, if it's roll. Charging Island, then yes, we we will defend Island. Much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I got <clears throat> I rolled uh, twenty for that initiative. <laughs> With advantage, 11. Love it. You got your initiative with advantage? I do. Wow, that's cool. I have a shiny sword. Nice. And Alan, what did you get for initiative? 19. Your insight and perceptions are through the roof. You would notice, like, as danger started approaching, like, the sword would start to kind of glow a little bit, almost like it's signaling incoming danger. All right. That's awesome. So it goes, what is it, Alan Ithrin 
Uh, Ithrin's before me. Or, yeah, Ithrin, Aland, uh, the Hornsaw, and then the Alakir. <clears throat> so, Ithrin, you have the first action as this thing is barreling toward Aland in a charge attack. I'm going to flap it. All right, go ahead and make your attack check, please. Uh, 18. That will hit. Awesome. Six damage. Excellent. You have made this horn saw not happy. In fact, the opposite thing. It is angry. Um, but it doesn't stop uh, its charge. What would you like to do, Alan? Um, I will aim my bow at its face, at its eye, and try to hit it in the face. All right, go ahead and make your attack check. I haven't done this in forever. We haven't actually had a fight. I'm going to just use the crossbow um, attack sure. check because I don't have that um, blade bow as a weapon yet. So oh, did you not, so, did not add the... It's the same attack modifier. Oh, okay. But I don't have a like specific... I hit it. It did it go? No. You, you're rolling over beyond, right? Yeah. I don't think it went. Okay, now it went. Uh, 20 non-natural. That will also hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Should be a D8 on that long. Uh, roll my damage in what? It should be a D8 on that longbow. Plus. It's a D10. Is it D10? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four. And it's a plus one because it's the uh, razor bow. So five. Excellent. Uh, you shoot forward and like it parries the arrow with its horn. And it like cut the arrow like cuts across its cheek as it goes past. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to... It's you have extra attack, right? Yeah, extra attack. I mean, you can either swing with the bow because it's now getting very, very close to you. Um, okay, I'll swing with the bow. So I would just do that with, I don't see the flail, I guess. Yeah, be the same. Twenty-three to hit. That will absolutely hit. Uh, you let go of the first arrow it parries and it like sort of bounces off its cheek cutting a little hole um you flip the bow around and start like coming across towards its face uh and hit it right in the other cheek um go ahead and roll your damage um five plus three eight all right it's nine because it is a magic weapon right do I add a proficiency bonus or no? Not to damage, no. Okay. And as it's uh, hauling ass towards you, uh, it will use uh, its charge attack in its action. Um, and it releases a multi-attack flurry. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Jesus. 
So with the horn, uh, that's a 10. Uh, so the horn attack, I assume, does not hit you. No. Um, and then it's going to uh, try to bite you in frustration. Uh, does a fifteen Me. does a fifteen hit? Yes. Excellent. It bites down on uh, the your like rear hand. Ah! <laughs> uh, dealing. That's not right. Eight piercing as it bites down onto your wrist. And then still holding your wrist, it like rears up and brings its uh, front hooves into your face. And you immediately notice as the hooves are coming up towards your face, it's not wearing horseshoes, but its hooves appear to just naturally form like razor sharp edges. Uh, a detail that you uh, clock just as they make connection with either w one of your shoulders. No! Uh, it's an 11, though, that, so he misses. Thank goodness. Horn saw sucks. Um, swings yeah. up, and you, you pull back just in time to avoid these freaking discs of death that are on the end of this thing's ankles. <laughs> um, and that brings us to Alicles. What would you like to do? Um, Alicles is first um, going to grab the holy symbol uh, and ca uh, not cast, but uh, activate his channel divinity. And you see the kind of the holy symbol on the front of his shield kind of glow and uh, and that glow moves into his sword. And I will use my harness, no, my, um, it's the one that boosts my attack. Found it. Uh, sacred weapon. My channel divinity, sacred weapon. Okay. Um, and my sword at that point now emits bright light for 20 feet and dim light for 20 feet beyond that. Um, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 35. I will move around here to put myself mm -hmm. in a flanking position with it. And then I will uh, mutter, uh, not mutter, but I will speak a prayer and cast Wrathful Smite on my sword and prepare that. All right. And that is my turn. Beautiful. That brings us back to the top. Ethereum, what would you like to do? Okay. Um, I'm still going to start whapping the uh, evil unicorn that's uh, menacing my friend. Excellent. Whap away. Uh, 18 again. 18 hits again. Okay. Uh, eight damage. Excellent. You've hit, like, people in plate armor before. Mm-hmm. That's about what hitting this horn saws like. Like, oh. like, as you hit it, it's rock-ass solid. 
And okay. you can see, um, if you zoom in on the token, you can probably see quite well. Uh, this thing's got like muscles on muscles underneath its hair. Its musculature is almost like not right for a horse. <laughs> like, it, mm. like it grew extra muscles when it got mutated. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Ifrin starts thinking of ultimate strategies for her next turn. Beautiful. And that will bring us around to Alland. What would you like to do? I want to try and stab it in the stomach with my bow. So, like, come up underneath? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and make your attack check, please. Flail, right? Yeah, flail's yeah. fine. 18 to hit. Yeah, you go, like, right up into its sweet spot. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. nine damage uh you pierce the flesh of its underbelly and like a smell of rotten meat hits as some blood leaks out from its guts. <laughs> Just... Did you say nine or eight uh nine uh that brings us to our friend the hornsaw uh angry at this situation, it's going to once again fire off a multi-attack routine. Um, it is going to uh, use its hooves to kick back at uh, Iolocles. Um, it's going to try to stab Alan with the horn and then uh, lunge forward and bite at Ithrin. Now, Ithrin, you're attacking with a weapon that has reach, so I will... Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and say that in order for it to do this, it will provoke opportunity attacks uh, from effectively it'll provoke one from Alicles. It won't leave uh, your threat range. Uh, oh, yeah. But it, but it will leave yours, Alicles. I'll, I'll um, absolutely be taking that. Okay, so first once we it, have Once it gets there. First we have the hooves at Alicles. Does a 16 hit? It does not. Excellent. Um, you get your shield up in time. And like you see when those hooves hit, it sparks. <laughs> like, like these things are sharp. Um, as for the horn... It'd probably knock me back a step if I wasn't on my own warhorse. Right? 27 with the horn. Is that the attack? That's the <laughs> Does attack. A <laughs> Does a 27 hit, Alan? <laughs> Whatever, Travis. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> or not. I wish it didn't, man. I miss my drow characters. <laughs> Alan, you are like up underneath it because you'd reached you know, and, and poked its underbelly, right? Yeah. This thing rushes, like, it It comes up off of the edge of your razor bow and, like, mm -hmm. kicks back into Alicles' shield, uses the force off of that to push itself forward, and you feel, like, a cold shock as you look down, and it's to its eyes in your shoulder as you take 16 points of piercing damage. 
I'm going to um, parry and take two less than that. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. You may do so. Um, Ithrin, yeah, you, you see as this thing uh, pulls out, and if you would imagine, Alan, kind of like 10 of that damage happened on the way in, and the other six happens, it's pulling its horn out. Because oh, uh, it just stabbed you with a serrated fucking spear, basically. Um, no. And it turns, sending an arc of blood, like, from Aland to Ithrin, and then lunges forward, cueing uh, Alocles' opportunity attack. Um, do I get any bonus for the flanking? Um, normally, I don't do a flank bonus. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, if you had the sneak checking. attack, I would allow you to use your sneak attack, but, yeah, just... All right, so just uh, just a weapon attack then. That's a natural one. Oh nice. no! I'm still right. recovering from that that kick in the shield <laughs> or something. Uh, you come down to swing with your sword, and you feel like an intense shoot, like pain shoot through your sore, um, and the sword comes out of your hand. Fun as the horn saw lunges forward to take a bite out of Ithrin. Um, I just realized that I did my parry wrong. It's a superiority die plus two, so I got seven on that. So I only oh. took nine damage. Good. Is that right? That's still, I mean, it still hurts. It still sucks. A 13 hit you, yeah. Alan, or uh, Ithrin? No. Excellent. Good news. You, like, bring up your staff just in time, and it, like, clamps down on the staff and spits it out. And that brings us to Iolocles. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to use um, half my movement to jump off my horse. All right. Pick up my sword. And then I'm going to step up, and I'm going to try to stab the shit out of it. All right. <laughs> Give me that tech uh, check, please. Uh, so that's going to be a 25 to hit for the first one. That'll do it. And the second one will be a 21 to hit. Okay. Are we dropping any smites or anything along those lines? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so the first one, uh, the Wrathful Smite will actually cue on the first one because that's uh, that's on the next melee attack that you hit. Um, so that will have will be that's max damage. Um, so it'll be fourteen points of damage just from the sword. Okay. And then it will be an additional five points of psychic damage from the wrathful smite. Um, and it has to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 14. Okay. Or it becomes afraid of me. Excellent. If it can be afraid. Uh, it can be frightened. However, it does also have magic resistance. Okay. Uh, so that does apply to uh, all any saving throws against any sort of magical effect. Yep. So... Um, what are we on here? We've got you said wisdom yeah. save. Be a wisdom saving throw. All right. 
What is your save DC? 14. Excellent. Uh, it does get a 15 on its highest roll. Okay. So it is not frightened um, of you. And then I'll also pump a second level smite into it. So that'll be an additional 2d8. So that's another 14 points of radiant damage. Excellent. So 33 points of damage all in for the first attack. Damn. Yep. Um, and then let's let's do it again. <laughs> um, uh, I don't I don't remember. Can I can I I don't think I can. can I do my bonus action in between my two attacks? Yes, as long as it okay. wouldn't cause you to interrupt those attacks. I'm going to um, cast uh, Divine Favor on myself. Okay. Uh, which will cause my sword to light up even more. Um, and then for the second attack, I'll also pump in a, a second level smite. Um, and that's going to be... Oh, I forgot the one for the sword. Seventeen more points of damage. Excellent. Oh, what'd you have to hit on the second roll? Sorry. It was it was like the to they were both in the twenties. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you rolled them both, and then we did damage. Mm -hmm. So seventeen was the total. Uh, yes, seventeen, seventeen for the second one. Excellent. Um, Ithrin, you are in a so like like fifty fifty ish points of damage, I think, all yeah. in. Yeah, you have you have fucked its day up. Um, as you're slicing into this thing and and dropping radiant damage. Um, first of all, it's a, it's an incredible light show. Um, but you also you see as you're you're like opening it up and you can see the blood kind of seeping from the wounds, and you can you're hitting it so hard you're like exposing muscle when you hit. And you can see these just bands of like raw flesh that are, you know, high tents held together. Um, this thing just looks like muscle in a vaguely equine form. Um, you know. And uh, Ithrin, you have the unique perspective. As that second hit hits, like you're making eye contact with this thing. And you see its eyes just go immediately bloodshot and foam start to like pour out around the sides of its mouth. Uh, as oh, uh, due to its low hit points, uh, you have now activated its wounded fury feature. Um, oh dear! Bring it. When, when the maybe maybe it'll has... pay attention to maybe it'll <laughs> pay attention to somebody other than Allen for a round or so. That it will. Um, when the horn size thirty-five hit points or fewer, it has advantage on all attack rolls and deals an extra two d six damage to any target it hits with a melee attack. Um... No, not fair. <laughs> How is this a creature? What the uh, fuck? That brings us to the top of the order, which I believe was Alan, right? No, it's Ithrin. It's Ithrin. Okay, what you got? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Kill it! <laughs> uh, yeah, so everything that I have, like from the amulet, I think is just overkill. Um... <laughs> the look Do on Melina's face mean, is great. I, <laughs> like, I, <yeah. laughs> 
she looks so desperate right now. <laughs> I I mean, I could just Kona cold it. It's probably a bad idea with Iolocles standing right behind it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but, there are uh, other will... spells on that thing, by the way. It's not just like, oh, yeah, this like is pretty and Kona cold. <laughs> it's also, I mean, I could ice storm. I could um, uh, sleet storm. Um, oh, I could try flesh to. Okay, like all all of the offensive spells are just like here's a localized blizzard. Um, in all these fun and interesting ways. Uh, I will attack with my scimitar, uh, which probably will not do enough damage to drop it, um, but I think will help more than the shillelagh staff did. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. I rolled a 10. Right, so you, uh, keeping the stick in its mouth... Like, draw out your scimitar and, like, slap the flat of the blade against its neck. <laughs> and it doesn't really do much to it. Um, Alan, what would you like to do besides try to hold your arm back, like, on um, your body? Could um, I oh, yeah. make uh, some sort of check to be like, no, no, bad horse. Attack me now. Um, yeah, if you want to make, like, a, uh, what would it be, animal handling? Yeah, I'll try. You would, you would be at disadvantage. Oh, okay. Uh, because I'm for that one. It, it oh. I think I made it angry. Uh, yeah, I rolled a 19 and a 17, so that's a nice. 21 total. Okay. Um, you have its undivided attention. Alan, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Oh, God. Um, I <laughs> no. am going to try to uh, basically aim for the neck now. I'm just trying to decapitate this this thing right. with my one arm and my like bladed bow thing. <laughs> Very good. Jesus. <clears throat> That's right. Bladed bow. I was like, man, decapitation with a hammer is going to be gruesome. <laughs> it was just like Glenn from Looking Dead. Like, no, thank you. Um, okay, let's try it. No. Okay. Uh, 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. It hits. You bring the uh, bow right down on, on its neck. Uh, do you want to make a second swipe since you have extra attack? Yeah. Okay, for it. And then we'll do all the damage at once. 16. 16 also hits. Does it? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Things armor class is and only And then... Uh, only. 12. All right. Uh, the first blow hits like right in the base of the neck. Uh, you slice through its mane, and uh, blood sort of seeps up, almost like the opening of the Beverly Hillbillies, where he hits the bubbling crude. You, <laughs> there's like some bubbling crude coming out of the back of this thing's neck. Um, and what was the damage in the second one? Uh, let me look. Um, it may be too late, Travis. I just realized I burned those second level smites, but I rolled damage for first levels. Um, oh. So there's an additional 2d8. So there's an additional 11 points of radiant damage off, on top of what I did. Cool. Um, it was four for my second damage. All right. Excellent. You come down the second time, and the head comes, like, completely off. 
the jaw tightens on your uh, staff, Ithrin, as you see the body like hit the ground behind, <laughs> behind it. I feel like I'm shaking, holding the thing. Like, I was about to take like action surge and do it again. <laughs> Ilocles is immediately on top of stool and turning and looking for anything else and making sure that the perimeter is clear. The elves are it... coming for us. <laughs> Go ahead and roll uh, perception, Ilocles. <laughs> hmm. That's the a natural one. Uh, you don't see, like, oh, you look around, and while you don't see anything specific, every movement of, like, leaf <laughs> is, like, a potential source of death to you right now. Like, this entire place is just unsafe. Um, I'm going to walk over to Oland and just kind of hold a hand up, like, may I? What? fix you oh yes please yes <laughs> and then okay. i'll put like i'll put my hand over one of the like uh one of the wounds and let's go ahead and dump a solid 20 points of uh lay on hands in excellent uh that gaping wound in your shoulder closes immediately thank you so much uh the jaw lets go and the head hits <laughs> um I am going to get that horn to make a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You My run... wish is granted. <laughs> you run over and start taking the horn off this uh, unicorn. Uh, what, what are you doing, Ethan? Uh, I, I will help. Uh, I will help Alland harvest the horn if I can. Sure, absolutely. Because she's earned it. I'm sure she has suffered for it. Worth something too, Ithrin. So, do you intend to camp here, or are you going to uh, move? No, this has happened. I feel like you need to get the fuck out. I feel like dead hornsaw corpse is not a great adornment for the center of our camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I am mm -hmm. in concurrence. I don't, I don't know what this thing would attract in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. you, and. Uh, the elves specifically told us not to hurt anything in the forest. So we need to get as far away from here as possible. I would just like to point of order, you already heard something in the forest before this encounter. Um, so. I know. <laughs> we killed, like, we heard the tree. Did we hurt the tree that, like, looked at the, Well, I, ki I, killed a, I killed a giant swarm of flesh-stripping rats. Mm-hmm. Which are hopefully Ooh. washing down the river and, and the evidence is, is <laughs> flowing away. Uh, you continue on your march. Um, you... um, I want to try something before we leave. Sure. Um, to try to, I don't know, hide what we've done or maybe try to, I don't know, I'm going to cast protection from evil on the Hornsaw's corpse. Okay. I don't know what I even expect, but it's like a 
like having said it out loud and then waited a second, I looked at me like, I don't know what this corpse might attract. And then kind of thinking on that for a minute, um, it only lasts for 10 minutes, but I'm, I guess, hoping for some sort of like maybe longer lasting residual effect that might help mask what <laughs> happened. I don't know. You no. cast it and hope for the best. Um, yeah, that's start, all I got. Start hitting the road. Uh, this will constitute effectively a force march, so I do need everyone to make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Plus, plus three for being with me. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm going to need it. I rolled uh, 12, so that brings me up to 15. I rolled nine, so with Lola Cleave's bonus, that brings it to a 12 for me. I'm only a 12, and this is supposed to be a thing I'm good at, so. All right. Oh, so uh, none like... of you, none of yeah. you gain exhaustion from the Forest March. Um, you make your way uh, well into the forest, and when you finally find a place that looks like it might be suitable to camp, you're fairly certain that nobody is at least immediately following you. Um, you can see sort of, you're on, imagine like almost like a ridge, right? And the forest sort of dips down and there's, there's kind of like a little bit of a valley underneath where you're at. And off in the distance in that valley, probably five, six miles from where you're at, you see this massive rotten tree. Um, and even from where you're at, you can see uh, things writhing up and down the outside of the tree um, in a serpentine fashion. You're pretty sure you're on like the very, very outskirts of the land that is that is where the Crimson Temple sits. You're pretty sure that's what that tree is. Ithrin, Holland, this place sucks. <laughs> and that's where we'll wrap things up for this session. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've properly communicated just how much I hate this forest. Like, Ithrin looks like she wants to defend it because, like, it's outdoors, it's nature, and she's like, nah, there's, I cannot think of a good thing to say. I'd love to find a reason to not hate this place, but there's just <laughs> not one. Uh, any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about tonight's session? No, this was fun. No. <laughs> I'm glad we survived that. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you survived it too. Um, and I had to. Oh, what kind of mark did he have on his hindquarters? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is, what's his beauty mark? Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like a, an axe probably would be his beauty mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm about it. Yeah, um, like a pole arm. How many XP do we get from killing this thing? Um, we're not tracking XP in this game, are we? Uh, so we level up. Cool. <laughs> you absolutely do not level up um but uh i would like to thank you very much for joining if you've been watching tonight and you've enjoyed what you've seen about the hornsaw forest um if you'd like your players to hate this place as much as as mine do uh head over to backer kit and pre-order dead man's rust you can actually get the manuscript uh once you pre-order it's usually within about 24 to 48 hours uh and you can start incorporating some of this stuff into your campaign right now um i want to thank my players and uh we've had like today has just been like a weird day as you notice we have a slightly smaller cast than normal and one of our cast members uh started feeling ill midstream um so thanks you thanks to the players for being flexible 
um, and rolling with those punches and being uh, willing to divide the party and make this extra fun for all parties concerned. Um, and before we run off, I do want to give everybody a chance to go ahead and uh, tell us who you are, what you do, who you're playing, uh, your pronouns, their pronouns, and anything you'd like to promote. And we'll start things off uh, this go-around with Malena, if you don't mind. Cool. Um, hi, guys. I'm Malena, she, her. I'm playing Alland, who was also she, her. Um, I am looking forward to getting out of this hell forest <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, in real life, I am an artist, illustrator, and teacher in uh, Illinois, and you can find my stuff at Malena Deneno everywhere, and I do have a Patreon also where I upload freebies and uh, wallpapers and things like that, so check it out. Awesome. Next up, Ithrin, please give us your pertinence. Hello, my name is Rachel. I have been playing Ithra and we are both she, her. You can find me on the internet pretty much everywhere as Stolen Fires. Uh, and tomorrow I'm going to be playing an, a tale of harrowed bone, a changeling the lost three shot over at Vorpal Tales. Uh, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then on Friday, I'm also going to be back over at Vorpal Tales running Call of Cthulhu, the Masks of Nyarlathotep. Uh, also looking forward to that uh, and at some point I will be streaming on my personal channel again so follow my Twitter to find out when that's going to be back and roll and last but most certainly not least Alecles please give us your pertinent details hey um, I'm James he him I play Alecles the paladin of uh, Corion who's a he him they them who knows ghost people um <laughs> And uh, I, in real life, I am a uh, cloud infrastructure architect and work on the Amazon Web Services platform. And I don't really do social, I don't really have any social media, so. All right, fair enough. Rock and roll. Well, thank you again for being here. I appreciate you, you coming and joining us and, and your support and helping us make Dead Man's Rest happen. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your first taste of the Hornsaw Forest. Um, and just so that... I'm 100% clear, everybody that's here, this is the first time you've ever, you've ever actually set foot in the Hornsaw in a game, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, welcome to the Hornsaw Forest. I love it. Forest. It's, like a it's like a vacation in Bali, man. <laughs> nah. Um, so uh, if you're watching now, uh, please, oh, I guess I should probably do my stuff, huh? I'm Travis Legg. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the game master here. When I'm not doing that, I game master other things on this channel. Uh, next time you'll see me here will be uh, Saturday at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll be here for StoryPath Showcase playing Dystopia Rising Evolution, which is a great time. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, then we'll be back here for more Scarred Lands in two weeks' time. Um, you can find me everywhere on the Internet at Travis Legg. And, uh, yeah, uh, just the last thing I would say is the FDA just approved uh, the shot for kids 5 to 12. So go get your curtain climbers vaccinated, please. Um, and yourself and your grandparents, anyone else that you might know, just drag them, force them, get vaxxes. Everyone, please, pretty please with sugar on top. Get your boosters, get your flu shots. Um, take mm -hmm. care of yourselves and each other, all that good stuff. And mm -hmm. we will be back here soon. Uh, hang out. We're going to uh, shoot a raid over to Dorktales. So thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Forgive me for being slow, I'm doing my own tag.